he has called us out of that grave. Amen. Holy. And for that, we say hallelujah. We give him thanks. Heavenly Father, we do give you thanks, Lord. We come into this place tonight together, Lord, to give you thanks, Lord, in one voice, one accord tonight, Lord, to sing your praise. To give you thanks, Lord, to give you glory for the things that you have done, Heavenly Father. We welcome that, Lord. And as we walk in this place here tonight, Lord, we say, Lord, that you would receive our worship and our praise tonight, Lord, here tonight. Christ 
with your blood you bought my freedom. Thank you, Lord. By your stripes I am healed, Lord. Those are the declarations that we make tonight, Heavenly Father.
Lord, seeking you in so many ways, Lord, for peace, for comfort, Lord, and that's what you do, Lord, that's why we sing, Lord, have it all, Lord, that's why we say tonight, there is no greater call than giving you my all, there is no greater love, no higher name above your name, Lord, because of your sovereignty, Lord, that we trust, we trust in your sovereignty, Lord, we trust, Lord, that there is no other way except for yours, Lord. Because every time we try to take control of it, Lord, we make a bigger mess. So, Lord, tonight as we seek your way, your will, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you minister to our hearts, Lord, that beginning with this time of worship, Lord, that you have opened up our hearts, Lord, to your presence, Lord, to just your touch, Lord, and just a breath of yours, just a breath of, of God. We welcome that breath, Lord, that whisper from the Father, Lord, that you love us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time together, Lord, in worship, Lord, and the way you minister to us, Lord, through song, through song, Lord, and through your truth, Heavenly Father, and for that we say thank you, Lord, and all these things, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, can we celebrate the Lord tonight, church? Welcome into his house, church, and while you're standing, will you greet one another in his name, church?
Good evening, my family. Amen. Welcome into his house. My name is Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings. My name is AJ Kelly, and I'm your young adults pastor here at New Beginnings. Amen. And we want to welcome you into his house and also those watching from afar uh, on our live stream, or maybe you're listening at a later time on our podcast or on our YouTube channel. Uh, always a good time to remind you guys that that's a great way to spread the gospel. Absolutely. Is through our podcast. And so anywhere you get your podcast, whether it's on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcast or whether it's on Stitcher Radio, uh, however you get your podcast, you'll be able to find us. Just search for us on NBC ABQ, just like our website, and you can share the gospel that way. So if you are touching tonight's sermon, just like every other sermon that Pastor brings or anyone really at this pulpit brings, uh, man, church, it's just inspiring, and it's life-altering, and it's, it's able to transform. And so we, we always challenge you, hey, spread the gospel and share that podcast. Share the message with, those, with your friends and family. You can do that with Spotify. Even YouTube, you can share it that way. Most definitely. Well, church, we want to thank you guys for being here with us. Uh, before we continue with the service, we just want to let you know a couple things that are going on here at New Beginnings. Uh, we've been talking about it for a couple weeks now. This coming Sunday, the 28th, is Baptism Sunday. An exciting day. Yes, absolutely. For those of you who have taken, who have said, I'm going to follow Christ. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. It's an amazing opportunity to continue your walk with Christ, and we're doing that this Sunday. If you want to do that, you can register. Right behind me, there's a QR code. You can scan that, and that will bring you up uh, that connection card that we were just talking about. And you can fill out your information there, and you can check mark. I want to be baptized. Um, we also have them physically outside, or you can call our main offices throughout the week, and you can do it that way as well. That's right. We welcome you to do that, church. And if you don't decide that you want to be baptized, maybe you've already been baptized, and that's okay. And you just want to hang around. Man, church, I tell you, it is awesome to, uh, to go ahead and support those that are our brothers and sisters just hanging out for an extra 10 minutes after service to support our brothers and our sisters and just cheer them on because it's a, just a, such an amazing moment. Absolutely. Right? It's just an amaz- amazing moment and spiritual, a spiritual formation, part of our spiritual formation in which we're getting baptized. So I encourage you, if you can stick around after second service. So church, uh, another, we, we spoke about it a little bit on Sunday, uh, save the date. Uh, and this is no longer a save the date, but a call to action. So we want you to log on to NBCABQ.com. Or via our app, and I want you to register your little ones, the little kids. These are elementary age children uh, for vacation Bible school. And yes, believe it or not, it is that time of year. That, you can cheer them on because that's the next generation that you and I are going to be impacting during that week. And so I say, church, I invite you to register for vacation Bible school in two ways. One, I invite you to register your young children. So that, those are your elementary school. That is from, I want to say, six months old. We have daycare. So from, but we have three years old all the way till Brother David is there. Do you have those dates right off the top of your head? Sister Jessica, is she, even, is she in the room? Sister Jessica, VBS. No, 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 I need age, ages. <laughs> preschool through elementary. There we go. That's what it is. Preschool through elementary. I want you to invite you. Preschool through elementary. And I want to invite them to register them on our app or on our website because you can invite them to participate. And also, we need volunteers. So if you want to volunteer 
in any way, just you can talk to Sister Jessica or anyone at NB Kids, and they'll tell you where they need volunteers, and you can volunteer that way. But that is a call to action. No longer a save the date, church. This is a call to action. Let's get involved. Absolutely. And it gives you, if you volunteer, it gives you a bit of extra energy to continue the day because those kids are going to keep you on your toes, and it's a lot of fun. Um, church, there's so many other things that are going on. We have Sisterhood that's going on next Saturday, June 3rd. And you can keep up with all those monthly things that we do here at New Beginnings Church on our app or on the website, NBCBQ. Yeah, definitely, on our app. Um, just to keep in touch, there's always something going on here at New Beginnings. There's never a dull moment, especially now that the weather's getting nice. Uh, we're going to do so much more. So keep in touch there. That's right. Please, please, please stay in touch. And church, as always, we say thank you so much for your faithful giving. Uh, w- the way to give and the, w- the Vacation Bible Schools, we're talking about youth camp that is coming up. And just as, as a side note, don't forget uh, to pack your kids' stuff and go to Walmart and get everything they need because on Monday, we drive off at 10 o'clock in the morning. So, as a side note, those are the kind of things that you and I get to do because of our faithful giving. And if you would like to participate, maybe you've never done that before, and you say, hey, how do I participate in all the good things that are going on here? And, you know, not not just those kind of things, but, man, keeping the lights on, you know, when we dry our hands, those paper towels that we say, hey, when when they're out, you know, yeah, those got to get refilled too. That's because that's, that's our giving, right? Even those little things, we say thank you so much for your faithful giving, and you and I go always above and beyond that. And for that, we say thank you. And how do we participate? Two ways electronically, or you can give just the old school, old fashioned way with an envelope and some cold hard cash. And that we have our, our giving boxes at the doorways here inside their sanctuary or electronically behind me, you have the way to give either text, text to give on our website or through our app. And for that, we say thank you so very much for your faithful, faithful giving in that. And church, now I want to introduce uh, Sister Jessica Ramirez to come up because uh, Pastor Richard, actually, can you come up, Pastor Richard? We have an awesome promotion ceremony tonight uh, in which we're going to be having for our young kids. Pastor Richard, tell us what that's all about. Thank you so much. <laughs> Guys, it's such a joy to be here tonight to celebrate what God is doing. Tomorrow is the last day of school for the traditional APS schools. And uh, so... Kids are going to be going from one grade to another, from preschool to kindergarten, from elementary to middle school, from middle school to high school, and high school on to college. Tonight, we celebrate what we call promotion service. These children are going up to another level, and these kids are going up to another level of grades, and we are really thrilled about that. We are so happy. And... We recognize them because we want them to know that we as a church pray for them while they're in school. We pray for their protection. We pray for their education. And we help educate them about the things of God and how to really be able to be successful in their role there at school, in their educational training, and in their growing and nurture and admonition of the Lord and in their education. So we are so thrilled to have these children join us. There's gonna be some of them that are gonna be going now into the youth group. And we are so excited about that. 
And then there's going to be some from the youth group that are going to be going on to college age classes and just some exciting things that lie ahead. So would you please welcome our children's director, our children's minister. This is Jessica Ramirez, and I don't have a mic. Okay, thank you. Thank you all. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pastor. I am overjoyed to serve as children's minister. I absolutely love your children and want to thank you from the, from the bottom of my heart for, for sharing them with us, for, with our team. We have a fantastic children's team with leaders who are just dedicated to pouring into your children. So right now, what I'd like to do is I'd like to introduce some fifth graders that we're going to hand off to you, to you kids watching. We brought them here because we want to show them, you know what, you go through children's ministry, you go through, through every week coming and learning these Bible stories, and then you too are going to be passed to youth to continue your learning, to continue learning about the Bible and continue being able to, to grow in our faith. All right, kiddos. So I'm going to call some kids up here. And if grownups, you'll help me in welcoming them with, with large applause. Our fifth graders moving on up. Can I get Anthony Yotter? Dario Diaz. <laughs> All right. Ariana Perez. And I have two kiddos who have recently joined our children's ministry, but are moving on up today as well. They're going to be moving on up to youth. So I'd like to welcome and recognize two kids moving on to the sixth grade, Alia Villalobos. And Miguel Romero. <laughs> All right, guys. So, kids, what I'd like to say to you is that your Christian education does not stop in children's. The stories don't end here. You continue learning about these characters and these stories and these people that we've talked about for all these, all these months, all these stories of, of courageous things that they've done, and you apply that to your life. You let these seeds continue to grow. And parents, I'm asking you guys to continue to, to pour into your kids at home, not just here at church, so that we can continue to build leaders, to build people that are strong in faith and willing to, to just overcome any, anything that comes their way. So, kids, I'd like to formally introduce you and pass you on to Mr. David Sanchez. What's going on, you guys? High fives all the way down. Man, I am so excited for you guys to join us in youth. These guys have put in years over here with Sister Jessica, and they've finally outgrown that area. And man, we're going to have so much fun together. We have so many games, so many awesome Bible studies and discussions. We are beyond pumped. So what I want to do with you guys is I want to introduce you to our middle school 
a small group leader I, uh, family. I don't know if you know this, but part of the reason we're really excited for these things is because in, in youth, we have a middle school and a high school class where we do separate things on Wednesday nights. And it's really amazing to watch these students rise through the ranks. So tonight, I want to introduce you guys to your middle school leader, and I want you guys to have a seat with the rest of the youth tonight. So Brother Chris, would you come over here and help direct this new set of youth to the youth area? If you guys want to follow Brother Chris this way. Thank you, guys. One more round of applause for them, yeah. And family, I also want to recognize the fact that we have a couple of eighth graders who are no longer middle schoolers, but are now ready to join the big kids up in high school. I, I sure hope everyone's here for this tonight. So do we have Shannar Regan, are you in here tonight? Shannar, are you in here? No? All right. Well, Amari Wyatt, would you make your way to the stage? Amari Wyatt, we got a certificate for you. And along with that, we also have a couple of students who are graduating from high school to college and family. I'm so excited because they're ready to join your class on Wednesday nights right here where the magic happens in the main sanctuary. Do we have Jeremiah Martinez? Are you in here tonight? Jeremiah, make your way to the stage. Come on, brother. Jeremiah Martinez has been working hard right over here at Del Norte High School, and we're so excited that he's graduated. Here is your certificate, my brother. Thank you. If you want to hang up, hang up right over here with, uh, with Amari. And also, do we have Chris Amador? Are you in here tonight, Chris Amador? Chris? No, I don't think he was able to make it tonight. But, you know, family, it's really been amazing watching these students rise through the ranks and grow up. Like, Amara used to be in VBS, man. That's crazy. Jeremiah, I haven't even known you that long, but, bro, I can see what God's doing in your life, and I'm so excited for the future he has for you. So what, I, what we want to do now, family, is we want to invite Brother AJ, Pastor AJ, our young adults pastor, to the stage. He's going to pray a blessing over these students. Jeremiah, you're going to join the adults tonight. Amari, you're going to be with us in high school tonight. We're so excited. Well, guys, just like David was saying, God is doing amazing things in your guys' life. And this is just the beginning, especially for you. I remember when I was in high school, it was the time where we all kind of start to learn what we want to do with our lives. And it's, it's so confusing because there's so many things, gifts, talents that God has given you. You don't even know what to do with them. But you're such an amazing time in your life where you get to explore all that. And this goes for you guys as well. God has given you guys gifts and talents as well that you can use. Don't let anyone think that you are too young. It says in the Bible in, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, it says, Don't let anyone think any less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, and your purity. You guys can make an impact in this world just where you are right now. Can we celebrate that tonight? Definitely. And church, if you would all agree with me in prayer and extend your hand out. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for these amazing young people that you have blessed us with in, in our lives, God. As parents, as uncles and aunts, as grandparents, 
Lord, you say that a child is like a gift to us. So we pray a blessing over all of these young people, God. Lord, they are not young, too young to make an impact, to show the world who Christ is, to show the world what it means to have a childlike faith in this world, God. And we thank you for that. I pray, God, that you would carry these people, these kids, Lord, that you would show up in their lives, continuing to show them who you are and the things, the amazing things that they are. You're worth to them, Lord. And I pray a blessing over their parents and their guardians as well, God, that you would strengthen them, give them wisdom, Lord, to continue to be the parents that these children need. Lord, someone to look up to when they need to see God. Lord, you can use these children. You can use us, Lord, adults. We just thank you for the amazing things, again, that you are doing. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Congratulations, guys. Way to go, kiddos. Now, you kids, quietly stand up and follow your teachers and leaders out. And thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Oh, thank you. These are future leaders and teachers and in our congregation. <clears throat> Young people, we're super excited about what God is doing in your lives. Soak up every moment. Because if you talk to the seniors that just graduated... They'll tell you time went by like that. But you know what? You have a great future ahead of you. At this time, all the youth could be dismissed to go to their class. <laughs> Last week, I was at my doctor's office in Lubbock, Texas, and I want to thank Pastor Marlene Sephora so much for bringing the word. She did an amazing job. Would you give it up for Sister Marlene? We were watching online going, yeah. And she was picking on me, said that I turned her down for a race. You notice I didn't come up with a cane because I'm almost ready, Marlene. I'm almost ready. <laughs> so we'll have races down the hallway. <laughs> you know what? God is doing a work and he wants to do a work in us. And he really wants to put purpose in our life. There's a scripture we hear a lot, especially at this time of the year in Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. And they're plans to prosper you, not for disaster. Plans to bless you, not to hold you back. And when you find that purpose and you find that, it's really amazing. And we're doing this series called What We Really Need. And like Marlene said, it's not what we really want, but what we really need that God wants to pour into our life. And what I want to talk about tonight is what we really need is purpose, a real purpose, a real calling. The Apostle Paul talks about that in the book of Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. He says this, he goes, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding, 
for I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. And he says, may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. And then in John chapter 17, that's a prayer that Jesus prayed right before he got arrested. And he's praying for himself and he's praying for the disciples. And then he's praying for all of us that follow the Lord. And he says right there in John 17, verse four and five, he goes, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. Oh, that you and I would complete the work that the Lord is giving us to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory that we shared before the world began. So, Father, I pray that tonight we could really understand the need for purpose, that we could really understand why purpose is so important in our life, and that, Lord, we would carry it out for your glory and honor. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, the King, and God's people said amen. amen. So there's a bunch of things I want to share about purpose, and the first one is this, that a purpose really motivates us. When you have purpose, you get motivated. You get motivated to wake up every day. You get motivated to get dressed and go to work. You get motivated to go and do things that God has put into your hands, the things he's laid before you, because they really make a difference, and they make a difference in the lives of people. Some people don't see their life like that. I try to encourage people and tell them about that. Like when I'm at the supermarket and I go, man, thank you for the calling you have on your life. And they go, what are you talking about? And I go, man, because of you, people come in here every day and buy the nourishments they need to survive. Because of you, I got a smile when I got here. Because of you, you treat me really nice. And even if they haven't been real nice, at the end of my conversation, they smile and they go, thank you. And I go, thank you. And they go, no, thank you. And then I say, okay, thank you. And then I leave. But I try to let them know how truly, really real it is to have a purpose in what you do. Because a purpose motivates you. In the book of Job, chapter 42, verse 2, it says, I know that you can do anything and that no one can stop you. God is saying you and I are unstoppable because we have him. And it's not that he's on our side, we're on his side. He doesn't pick sides. He sets the side. It's him or nothing. And he says, you know what? When you're on my side, you can do great and mighty things. And aside from yourself, you can't do anything. Oh, we could do a lot of things, but not things that'll last, not things that'll prosper, not things that'll move on beyond us, not things that will last beyond us. And we have so desperately to be able to get to that point, that point that we are moving in the flow of God, that we're moving in the things that he's called us to do because that purpose motivates us, that purpose challenges us, that purpose pours himself into us. 
And another thing a purpose does, it helps us keep our priorities straight. It's really easy to get distracted in life. I know it is for me, especially when you're an ADD kind of person, attention deficit disorder. And when you're hyper attention deficit disorder, and man, I could be like, oh, man, that is so cool. And now all of a sudden I go, oh, yeah. And then, oh, man, what is this? That is so neat, man. I wonder where that came from. And oh, yeah. And then, and then you come back to the conversation. And then you get distracted by something else. Have any of you ever done this? You're walking across your room or you're walking across your house. And you go, I got to go get, I got to go feed the dogs. And as you're walking over there to feed the dog, all of a sudden you walk through the kitchen and you see the mail in it. You go, oh, look, the mail. And you start reading the mail. And then you go sit down and you start opening the mail. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, what was I doing? And you go back into the bedroom and go, oh, the dogs. And then you go get the dogs. And you finally get out to the dogs and the dogs are going, like, come on, stupid. Stay focused. But you know what? It's easy to get distracted. With me, some of the things that Satan uses to tempt me, I mean, he might still throw a couple sins here and there, but you know what? I'm mature enough to walk away from that. But you know what he throws in front of me? Good works and even godly works. He says, man, we're going to do this. I get phone calls all the time, every week without fail. Hey, Richard, we're going to be doing this. Pastor Richard, we're doing that. Hey, Richard, we really need you here. Richard, we want you to be a part of this. Richard, and they're all godly deals. And I used to say yes to all of them, and I was burning myself out. And God said, I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't tell you to do that. Now, it's perfectly fine if you want to go, if you have the time, but I didn't call you to do that. I called them to do that. And if you can help them, help them. But if you can't, learn to say, I'm really sorry, I can't do it. And that used to be one of the hardest things for me to do. And then I started realizing that, you know what, when you have purpose, you prioritize your life and you go, this is what God has called me to do. And this is what he's called me to do at this moment. And I can't do that. So then you walk away and you don't feel guilty because I used to feel really guilty. In the book of Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, it says, you make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Isn't that the truth? You can make all these plans, and God goes, I, my children, my children, my children. Have your children ever made plans without letting you know? And all of a sudden, they walk in, and they go, hurry up. You got to take me. Take you where? Well, man, I'm going to go to the movies with my friends. Well, I don't know anything about that. You make plans without checking with me. I'm your father. I'm your mother. And you're not going to the movies tonight, and you're definitely not going with those friends. Matter of fact, I wish they weren't even your friends. And all of a sudden, they go, oh, come on. And mom or dad override. Grandma or grandpa override. Guardians override. Why? Because you're making plans without checking with the one in authority. Many times, you and I are making plans for our life without checking with the one who's in authority. And it's important that you check with the Lord. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 46, verse 10 and 11, he says, only I can tell the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass. For I do whatever I wish. I will call a swift bird of prey from the east and a leader from a distant land to come and do my bidding. 
I have said what I would do, and I will do it. See, he's saying, you know what? I could do something real simple, or I could do something real big. But you know what? Whatever I say, it's going to get done. And whatever I call, it's going to happen. And that's why you and I have to find that purpose. And when we find that purpose, we're motivated. And when we find that purpose, we keep our priorities straight, and we end up doing the things that God wants us to do. And we're not sidetracked. We're not diverted. We're not distracted. We stay right on course where God wants us. Amen? And it's important that we do that. Because then you feel like, oh, man, I was supposed to do that, and I forgot. (coughs) I was supposed to do that, and I forgot. And all of a sudden, you end up distracted and defeated, and then you feel like a failure, and Satan has won because he stopped you in your tracks. He stopped you from doing the things God had you already doing. And you were in that groove, and all of a sudden, he brought you to a halt, or he brought you and he slowed you down. And it wasn't God slowing you down, it was the enemy. And you didn't accomplish everything that you were supposed to. And in the passage that I started with, in the Gospel of John 17, verse 4 and 5, Jesus prayed, Lord... I accomplished everything you sent me to do. I have completed all of it. The only thing left is to die on the cross. And he goes, oh, I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. But it's not my will, but your will be done. And guess what? He went ahead and died on the cross. And he took our sin on the cross. And he gave us life by raising from the dead. He completed his task. And he's coming back like he said he would. And it's so important that we keep our priorities, that we understand what our job is, that we understand what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to do it, when we're supposed to do it, why we're supposed to do it, and to who we're supposed to do it. And it's important that you carry that task out and that you be proud of yourself. The Bible says there's nothing wrong with being proud of yourself. It says just don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. So don't brag about yourself if you don't have bragging rights. But if you did something good, say, yeah, Lord, praise the Lord. You did it, God, and you did it through me. Wow, Lord, I can't believe that that happened. Me, this flunky of a person that all of a sudden you've elevated to this level of position. Thank you, Jesus. Think about what he's doing in your life. Think about the platforms he's giving you. Think about the circles he's called you into and now you're sitting there and i don't know if you ever asked that i've asked it many a times i've said lord what am i doing here how did this chicano from el paso and juarez end up here how did this chicano from el paso and juarez end up as a senior pastor of new beginnings How did he end up in the governor's palace? How did he end up in the White House? How did he end up in your home and sitting at your table? And I just think, God, it's only because of God, only because of what he has done, only because he is good. And when he calls us into his purpose, he takes you to places that, no, you never dreamed of because they weren't your dreams, they were his. They weren't your purpose, they were his. And he had you there And man, he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. 
Keep it up, little girl. Keep it up, little boy. I'm proud of you. And God shines his face upon us. And he looks upon us and he says, way to go. Keep up the good work. Another thing that happens when we have purpose, a third one is a purpose helps us develop our potential. You see, you and I have potential that we don't even know, we haven't even tapped into. Some of you are doing things now that you never thought of, or maybe you dreamt of it, but you thought it was so far-fetched, you said, I could never do that. I could never do that. And I see what God is doing in your life, and I marvel, and I just go, only God. Only God can do something like this. Only God can take a normal, simpleton like us and elevate us to circles that, you know what? Man, he gets the glory. Because people even know. People that know you go, how did you get that job? And you're, look what the Lord has done. It's only what he has done and how he's doing it and why he's doing it. And it's important that we tap into that. And it's important that we realize that. And it's important that we believe that. And it's important that we hold on to that. And it's important that we really grow into the things that God wants us to do. When you find your purpose, you start developing things within you that you never in your wildest dreams thought you could do. My oldest grandson, his name is Isaiah. And Isaiah has always been real shy. He doesn't like to talk very much. He doesn't like to be out in front of people. And man, this year he has blossomed and he has just come alive. This year, every report card he made the honor roll and they honored him and he goes to his high school with 2,000 students and there were only less than 100 that made it that got a report, uh, 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 the honor roll, every report card. And he got this medal that they gave him, a leadership and an educational medal, and they engraved his name on it, and he was like, yeah. And he called me that night, and he goes, Grandpa, and we're FaceTiming, and he's holding the medal, and he's going like this, pointing up to the heavens. And I go, way to go, Zay. I go, you worked hard. He goes, I worked hard, Grandpa. But you know what? The Lord has been good to me. The Lord has been good to me. He's learning. And he's in ROTC. And he already got a stripe. So he got one Chevron so far. And it's his first year. And he got three medals. And so now they made him a squad leader. Because they have a squad that when the football team plays, the squad sits or stands in the end zone. And every time their team scores, they have to do the amount of push-ups that are up on the scoreboard. But their team is like phenomenal. They went to state. One of their scores was 82 to 40. So they had to do 82 push-ups. But now he's the squad leader, cadets. Stand at attention. Now, I never would have thought that happened. But he's found his purpose. And he's excelling and doing amazing. I know I'm bragging about my grandson, but I'm really not. I'm bragging about what the Lord is doing in his life. And he's allowing it. His younger brother that was right after him. He's a musician. And God has gifted him 
He's gifted him where he could just hear a note and he knows how to play it. And he was here in the summer, so he wasn't in El Paso where they live, and he didn't get to go to band camp. So he shows up to, to, to band, because he's in the high school band, and they go, you know, you weren't here for, for the summer, so you're not going to be in the marching band, but we want you in the drum line, because he's a percussionist. And he goes, we want you on the marimba. He has never played the marimba. Now, my wife, Pastor Cindy, She's amazing on the marimba. And so he goes, man, if my grandma could do it, I could do it. So he got on the marimba. Now he plays with two mallets on each hand. So he plays with four mallets. And he's like, and they went to regionals, and they won regionals. And he got an award. Out of 150 band members, only five band members got the highest musical award they give nationally and he was one of them and i say that because when i told him he goes grandpa man i found my groove grandpa i found my groove and i go yeah you did you found your purpose son i go god wants you to be on a worship team at your church in el paso and god wants you to lift up his name every time you glorify the lord with your music and now he's learning guitar and he's learning bass and he's playing the drums, and he's doing all kinds of things. So, man, I got a guitar. I have a bass. I used to play bass, so I'm going to give him my bass and my amplifier and say, go for it, son. Because when God puts purpose in you, you start developing your potential. Listen, I look in this room, and I see people that at once used to walk with their head down. They were ashamed. They walked around like if they couldn't ever become anything. And now I see you walking with your shoulders back, your head up to the glory of God. I go, that's right, baby. I've made it. I've arrived. I'm doing it. And I'm so proud of you. Amen. You've done it. You got there. That's why these testimonials are so amazing. I look out and I think, man, Sister Renee, the director of Frontline Resurrection Ministry. I mean, what God has done in her life. I was talking to her and I said, man, she was a shot caller while she was locked up. And now she's a shot caller here. And then I think of Pastor Chris and what God has done in his life. Arrested 42 times. Like you think he would have got it after the second time. Okay, oh man. No, it took 40 other times. But look at him. Look what God has done in his life. He's a reverend and a co-director of an amazing ministry. And Sonia was an executive and she had a insurance agency here in town and she was blessing people but now she went from life insurance to eternal life insurance from fire insurance to fire insurance keeping them out of the pit of hell and I just think of lives that are here that you were once lost and now you're found some of you've never done time and it's not about doing time it's that you were beat up though you were in a cage. You weren't blooming. You weren't becoming who God wanted you to. And now God has set you free. And I look at your lives and I see how you blossomed and you're doing amazing. 
We saw on Sunday, graduation Sunday, there were some people up there that Tony Lopez had, he was getting his second master's degree. And he does an amazing job, and he, he graduated cum laude, which means he had a 3.7 or higher while he was in college, while he was working a 44-hour-a-week job, and he got his master's. And Crystal Purchase got her master's. And she's an executive now. She started off answering phones at a phone center, and now she's one of the metal, metal, metal of that phone department. She works for, I think it's T-Mobile. Travels all over the world. You see, God starts you at a certain place. Don't ever you think. Man, it says, there's a, a verse in the Bible, I'd rather be a doorman in the house of the Lord. I think of this amazing young man that comes to our church named Noah. And man, he's a doorman at a five-star hotel in our city. And I'm like, man, that's like the perfect dude to have there. This guy radiates. He's got this smile, and he opens a door, and he just serves you, and you feel like, man, I know who I am. I'm nobody. But when I'm with Noah, I feel like, orale, man. (laughs) Thank you, Noah, for opening the door, because here I come. But he has a gift. I could go on and on. You've blessed because you're, you're developing your potential. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Now all glory to God, who is able. Our God is able. And it says, Through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. He does more than what we ask, more than what we think. In Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10, he says, We're God's masterpiece. We're his masterpiece. Turn to your neighbor and say, You're God's masterpiece. You're God's masterpiece. You're God's masterpiece. Now, that's all I want you to tell them. Don't ask, where are you going to dinner afterwards? Where'd you get that outfit? Oh, I like your hair. Oh, my gosh. He created us. God created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things. He planned for us long ago. Man, when you find that, you're doing the things he planned Another thing that takes place, a fourth thing, is a purpose gives us strength to face our challenges. No matter what you're up against, man, you have strength. You're able to get through it. You go, that's all right, that's all right, that's all right. Man, Cindy and I got commissioned from our church in Corpus Christi, Texas, on the 4th of July. It was a Sunday night, 1982. And we knelt at the altar, and they anointed us, and they sent us out to plant a church in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And here we came. And I told Cindy, Cindy, we're not going to shame our pastor. We're not going to shame our church. So no matter what, God has called us. We believe it. We prayed. We believe God brought us to Albuquerque. So we are never going back. And you know what? We never went back. We're still here 41 years later. And you know what? I own three guns from people that were going to shoot me with them. And I led them to Christ. 
I own knives that people pulled on me and were going to stab me, and I led them to Christ. I mean, God has been so good to us. There were challenges, challenges that we had. I didn't get paid the first three years, and, and so I was working all these side jobs. And, and, and man, there was time that we had a newborn baby. And, and I'm there collecting cans to go cash in cans to go buy Similac. I know a lot of you have been there. Some of you might even be there now. And we qualified for commodities, the government commodities, and it wasn't called EBT back then. It was, it was food stamps. But I said, Cindy, we're not going to go to food stamps because God is going to provide for us. And he provided for us because we had purpose. And no matter what challenge we faced, God saw us through. Now, I'm not speaking against food stamps because sometimes that's the very tool God gave you. He said, look, don't starve to death. Here, I'm giving you this. But I'm just telling you, when you have purpose, you go beyond the challenge. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, it says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. In chapter 41 of Isaiah, verse 13, just three verses later, he says, for I hold you by your right hand. Man, haven't you ever walked with your kid? I was walking with my granddaughter the other day, and I'm holding her hand. But with my pinky, I had my pinky around her wrist. Like, I got your hand, but I got your wrist. Mikhail, you're not breaking away from me because there's a lot of traffic. And when I put my hand around her wrist, she goes, Grandpa, why are you holding me like that? I go, because look at all the traffic. I don't want us to get run over. <clears throat> she goes, oh, okay, Grandpa. That's okay. It's okay. For I will hold you by your right hand. I, the Lord, your God. And I say to you, don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. He strengthens us to face our challenges. A purpose also helps us evaluate our progress. We get to see where we're at. We get to see, okay, this is where I'm at. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27, it says, don't you realize that a race, in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize and they will fade, that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not, he goes, I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, my, I myself, might be disqualified. Man, Paul's saying, I keep it together, man. Just because I'm preaching the word, that doesn't mean I don't have to live it, is what he's saying. We've got to live it. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22 to 24, he says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Turn to your neighbor and say, do what the word says. Now, don't say it with an attitude. Yeah, do it. Don't do what the word says. No, just say, do what the word says. 
Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like a glancing at a face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. So guys, I'm telling you, purpose. Purpose is what you need. Purpose is what you need to motivate you, to help prioritize your life, to help to give you that purpose and and that anointing and that you develop your potential and you become that man of God, that woman of God, that that no one ever believed you could be, even you. But God believed it. And someone started speaking life into you. People are speaking life into you, and you go, oh, yeah, right. And you go, no, you're doing great. Yeah, right. I messed up. Yeah, you messed up, but you're doing great. I go to my physical therapist, and they're teaching me, and they're forcing me. they, They told me today, they told me today, hey, you came in without a cane. I go, yeah, well, you told me to start walking without a cane. They go, good. You're growing up. And I go, wow, that's messed up, man. And they go, well, come on, don't you feel it? I go, yeah, you know what I feel like? I feel like a little kid. Look, mommy, I'm walking. Look, mommy, look what I'm doing. They make me do all kinds of weird stuff, man. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm there going, look, Katie, I did it. Look, Cy, I did it. And I tell them, you all have such beautiful smiles here, and the minute you get a hold of me, you get your whip out. (laughs) But that's what their purpose is. Their purpose is to train me. Their purpose is to get me healthy. And they know it. And when I went to my doctor, he gave them a report, and he goes, I want you to work on these muscles in his body. And I went today, and oh, my gosh, they worked muscles that they hadn't worked before. And I'm walking all, ooh, because I'm sore. But see, there's things we need to consider when declaring our purpose. Because when you declare your purpose, our purpose should start from that inner self. That small voice that you heard in your heart, that voice that God spoke into you, and he said, this is what I want you to do. And sometimes you ask other people, what do you think about this? Well, God didn't give them that purpose, so they might speak it down. They might even say, that's a dumb thing. Really, you're going to do that? Like if you could do that. And guess what? You can't do that on your own, but you could do it with him because we could do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He equips us. He empowers us. And we need to hold on to that. Another thing we need to realize is our purpose should cause us to live our life with convictions. You ought to have that conviction. This is what I need to do. This is why I do what I do. Get up and do it. Do it. Our third thing is our purpose should include others. Bring other people alongside of you. And don't get all threatened. Oh, they might be better than me, and then I lose my position. No, grow up. They might be better than you. And maybe that's why God sent them there. So what you started, they could take to another level. And you might still be in charge. But you bring people that'll, that'll make you better. Look, we have an amazing staff here. And they do stuff that I can't, and I do stuff that they can't. But together, we form a great team. And I'm not all intimidated. There's people that have left our church and started other churches. I don't sit there and go, hi, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there. You know what, if you're going to go there, then then leave. 
Don't be causing division. Are you with me? Don't get all paranoid. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. They're not my, you're not my people. You're God's people. This isn't my church. This is God's church. So we got to remember that. I've learned in life to hold on to people with an open hand. They come into your life and you hold on to them. And sometimes they leave. But when you hold on to them like this, guess what God does sometimes? He pries your fingers open, and that's painful. So we've got to invite others in. And another thing we need to do is our purpose should be bigger than ourselves. We should be able to say, I can't do this by myself. I need you, God. And he'll go, thank you very much. I'm glad you realize that, because now check this out. Watch what we're going to do. And I'll tell you, God will do things that are amazing. And the last thing I want to say is our purpose should have an eternal value. Just remember, everything we're doing has an eternal value. So even when you just smile to somebody, God bless you, it has an eternal value. You're trying to encourage them. You're speaking life. You're speaking hope. You're speaking direction. You're lifting them up. You're encouraging them. You're building them up. So some of you don't feel built up. You've been beat down. You've been beat down to the ground, and you, you know, they say, man, they really beat them up. No, they didn't beat them up. They beat them down, and they're holding you down. But today, God is saying, no, rise up, O man of God. Oh, rise up, O woman of God. And God is reaching down to pull you out of the miry clay. And some of you have never taken God's hand and received that invitation that he's invited you to become a Christian. He's invited you to become a child of God. And if you've never prayed to receive Christ, I pray that tonight you would. That you would say, Pastor, I've never prayed that, and tonight I want to. Is there anyone here tonight that has never given their life to Jesus and wants to raise your hand? Say, you know what? That's me. That's me. I want to do that. So then, you know what? If you raise your hand, we're, we're celebrating with you. We're clapping because you're making the greatest decision that we made. So if you raise your hand, would you stand with me, those of you that raise your hand, to receive Christ? Because we want to pray for you. So just say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, tonight I surrender my life to you. Forgive me of my sins and give me purpose. Take away the shame that beats me down that tells me I'm worthless because tonight you're telling me that I'm worth dying for. Thank you for dying for me. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, if you stood up, come up here real quick. I just want to give you a high five. Come up here, young man. Praise God, man. Look, there's, this is Pastor Chris, and he's got a Bible and some stuff for you. Who else? Come on up. Come on up. Man, we're celebrating, brother. Praise the Lord. Look, Pastor Chris has a Bible. Hey, right over here. He's got some stuff he wants to give you.
Jeremiah. Oh, man. Praise the Lord, brother. Right on. Purpose. Purpose. Look, some of you know your purpose. And you're not flowing in it. Some of you have fallen away from your purpose. And it's time to get back. And some of you are full gear. And God is saying, keep it up. So I don't know where you're at, but if you want prayer, I encourage you to come up. Would you stand with us? We're almost finished here. But let's just cry out to God. Sing this song out again. Feel free to come up and ask for prayer. We want to just encourage you. We want to pray for you. We want to build you up. We want to say, well done. We want to say, don't give up. We want to say, let God keep pouring himself into you and out to you. So praise the Lord. There's Pastor Chuck. He's going to pray over you guys. we got a prayer team. Make sure you come up and pray with people. Ask God to meet your need right now. Ask him to take care of whatever it is you're facing. Ask him, say, God, I need you, I want you, and I need that breakthrough right now. Ask God to do a work, to do a work. Ask him right now, ask him right now to do something for you, to encourage you and speak life and hope. Say, God, I need you so desperately. I lay it all down, Lord.
for the first time tonight right where you're standing and you didn't raise your hand or maybe you rededicated your life maybe you check that mark and say hey I rededicated my life we want to connect with you church maybe you want to get baptized after you made that decision or maybe the Lord touched you tonight after that message about purpose and said you know what I want to take that purpose to the next step and by doing that I, I, I want to begin by declaring my faith publicly by getting baptized this Sunday And you can connect that. So that QR code that's going to be popping up right behind me or on that screen in front of you at home, I want you to point your camera to it. And I want you to click that link. And I want you to check that mark that says, I want to be baptized. And I want to connect with you. Allow us to connect with you, church. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the work done tonight, Lord, and for the transformation here, Lord. For the planting of seeds, Lord, and for the continuation, Lord, of how we're going to water that, Heavenly Father. How you're going to use people, Lord, in the transformation, Lord, that begins tonight, Lord, because it starts right now, Lord. The purpose, Lord, starts right now, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the work done here, Lord, tonight, for the transformation, Lord, because of the work on the cross. And so, Lord, we leave this place tonight, Lord, but not your presence, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Hey, church, we dismiss you in Jesus' name. I can't wait to see you all on Sunday. I love you, church.